Yes, sir. Welcome to Tigers Avenue. Boy, oh boy, <laughs> it's a great day to be a Tiger fan. Welcome in there, Zach. <laughs> hey, I don't know what happened. I just cut out, but hey, we're here. Zach, I mean, applaud. I mean, if I had the ability to play the applaud, I would play it for you. But oh, hats <laughs> off to you. Wonderful job. Uh, as always, the, the football one was amazing. The baseball one is just as good. And who better to do it than Demui? Who, who better? Um, I have to agree. So, Zach, we got Demui here. Let's bring him on in. It, I mean, we got to uh, break down this fantastic day, this very highly anticipated day. Demui, how you doing, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me on, fellas. And real quick, I got to say, one – I was honored and humbled to be asked to do it. I was actually shocked when y'all first asked me. And then two, Zach, you crushed it. Like every time I watch it, there's three parts that get me. One is the first part. And it's part of it's the music. <clears throat> but yeah. the beginning, and especially when Thompson hits that bomb and you hear the let's go in the background. Yes. The Trey Morgan when he puts his hands up, like, I don't know. But the last <laughs> one that like hits me like right in the chest is at the very end. It goes quiet. And then they, you cut to the dude putting his batting gloves on. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I get a little lump in my throat. Like I've seen it probably 20 times, and I swear <laughs> every time. So you crushed it. I don't have a great voice it. for that. I'm no Anthony Mackey, but <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Very, very hey, humble. Very humble. Hey, look, I, I enjoyed making it, you know, uh put a lot of time into it. But you know, when you do a hype video like that, you know, you gotta have some meaning behind it. Like you're not just throwing in highlights, you know. And so, like, you know, obviously. You know, obviously it's assumed that this is the last year for uh, Cruz and Morgan, and those are the two guys that have been with the program uh, and have obviously been consistently playing the last three years. And so, you know, I, I definitely wanted to throw in a tribute there at the end to those guys, uh, and, and that's what was meant for the end of that video there. So I uh, appreciate you doing that, Demui. I, I had a blast making it. Yeah, I uh, I'm just glad y'all liked it. I hope everybody else liked it, but I loved it, man. I thought you crushed it with it. So oh, very cool. it very cool stuff. It was fantastic. Both y'all did great. We, we we appreciate you doing it. Ryan's in here already. Demui. Yes, it's baseball time, guys. It is baseball time. Zach, we have discussed the outfield. Oh, of course, Peyton's in here. Welcome in, <laughs> Peyton, as well. Uh, we're going to hear his opinion about the – I mean, starting lineups out. Malazzo didn't make it. So I, I want to hear yeah. from Peyton about that. Uh, so – We've talked. We've covered uh, outfield. We've covered the infield. We've given our predictions. Obviously, the starting lineup uh, and rotation is out. The uh, one through nine line is out as well. Obviously, the game's starting at three o'clock, so everybody knows what it is. So we can discuss it and 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 break it down. And of course, we want to hear 
Demui's uh, takes on the pitching staff this year, the job Wes Johnson has done, and what we're looking forward to uh, with this staff. And and so that's what we're going to be focusing on uh, really at, at the beginning here. So Demui, the, the starting weekend rotation is a bit of a surprise for everybody. Bit of a, a bit of a surprise. Um, we got Skeens, which isn't a surprise. Uh, Cooper and then Shores on Sunday. So, so what was your initial reaction to that, and what are your thoughts? My initial reaction is I got it completely wrong. I'll tell you that because <laughs> I didn't. I think everybody, obviously, Skeens. Everybody knew about Skeens, but yeah, I did not expect Cooper to start, and whether or not he stays in the starting rotation is yet to be determined or yet to be seen, but. I've seen him pitch several times and I saw him pitch last Friday and um, I believe it was last Friday and he absolutely dealt. It was four innings and he was facing Cruz Morgan white and he cut those guys up. I don't think either either three of those guys got a hit. So I think with Cooper this year, I think the best thing is you've seen him develop a changeup with consistency. So he's not just fastball slider guy and his velocity is about the same, but um I think, you know, I guess Jay Johnson obviously thought he had earned that. And Cooper mentioned some of the fact that he really wants to start. So um, I had a little bit of that in my career, but I felt in the end, I'd rather stay in the bullpen. But uh, so that surprised me. And then Chase Shore surprised me because I really thought it was going to be Ty Floyd. I haven't heard Ty's name mentioned the past two days. Um, Not a lot, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Shore is obviously is an amazing pitcher, amazing prospect for just being a freshman. I think people who haven't seen him pitch yet, are going to be shocked when they look at his velocity because it's a real 97 to 99. Like, that is no joke. Um, and he's a massive kid. You know, he's 6'8 freshman. So I thought I thought Shores would be more of a midweek guy, like let him throw against Southern, get four innings, then he throws another midweek game. I do think – I initially thought he would press for a weekend spot come SEC time just yeah. because of his stuff so good. And they had a lot of people – I don't know how y'all felt. They had a lot of people talking about him in the pen as a closer. But when you watch him pitch, his stuff is just too good to throw one or two innings. Like, if if your stuff's that good, I want you to go five, six, seven down the road. So, um, I think fans are going to be pleasantly surprised. You know, transitioning from football and then basketball has been a little bit of a mess. And if people haven't had a chance to see these guys, I think they're going to be excited, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, um. Demui, how how do you think this is going to play out with Cooper? I mean, obviously he said Hurd would go Tuesday, and we know ahead of schedule we have Texas the next Tuesday. So is this a setup to have Hurd pitch against Texas, and do we see him then work back in, or or do you think this is what it is for now until it, he sees some kind of change? Uh, I think you're right. I think – yeah, Hurd's going to be set up to throw against Texas. I think you're exactly right. Um, I will say I saw Floyd and Hurd throw last Sunday because Saturday got banged because of the weather. And yeah. they both – Hurd struggled uh, with his control, really. Not his stuff, but he was just missing in his fastball. He walked a couple people. He got two monster home runs hit off of him. So – and I think he worked some in the midweek. I don't, I don't know what that work means, whether he threw an extended bullpen or threw to some live hitters to try to get some things right. And I think that's another reason why he got pushed back. But I saw on Twitter where Jay thinks he needs to start for this team for them to be successful and throw a bunch of high-leverage games. So, Reagan, I think you're exactly right with him. I think he's going to be in that weekend rotation. I just think unless Cooper goes out for the first five weekends and just absolutely carves people up, 
he's just so valuable in the pen because one, he can throw long or short. He can throw Friday and Sunday, no problem, or Saturday and Sunday, no problem. Yeah. And I really think if you need somebody to close, he can close. You don't have to throw 97 to close. He's got the mentality to close. He's been there, done that. He's had success. So I just see him being so valuable in the pen. I just don't know if he stays a starter. Well, hey, you mentioned uh, following up what you just said about the cl- the closer. Um, I know from listening to your podcast, you know, you and, and just from talking with you that uh, and I had to agree with you that I think some of us saw Grant Taylor, you know, obviously vying for a starting position or becoming the closer. Yeah. I really like the idea of him becoming a closer. Um, and then, you know, somebody like Chase Shores, you know, pitching during the midweek uh, and getting him ready to for a weekend rota- rotation with Floyd, um, Hurd, and Skeens on, on the regular weekend rotation. But now that Grant is out of the picture, you know, Chase or Chase Shores has now filled that Sunday spot. We'll see what happens with Coop and Thatcher Hurd. Who do you see that could potentially take over this closer role? Because I, I think I think with a team that needs to make a deep postseason run, um, obviously the bullpen has to be deep. We know that from uh, just the teams that have won in Omaha, but. Also, the need for a really good closer. So who do you think, now that Grant Taylor is out for the season, who do you think fills that void? Man, I think, I don't, the the easy answer is I don't know. I think there's a bunch of people that could fill that void. Um, And I think it's going to be closer by committee, just to see who adapts to that role, see who fits. So some of the names, I think, one, I would not be surprised to see Christian Little move back to the bullpen, the transfer from Vanderbilt. I do. Now, listen, I have I don't have a ton of inside information at all. I think he probably came here to start and to, you know, put in some mound time and get, you know, be a starter, whether midweek or SEC. Maybe he didn't get that at Vanderbilt. I think he's got more left in the tank. The other day I saw him, he was 92, 94, but he always looks like he's holding back a little bit to me. So I wouldn't be surprised if his velo could jump up if he's in that closer role. I think Bryce Collins could close. You know, last year he was 88 to 90. Now he's 94, 95. Which is like, wow. it, yeah, it's it's significant in terms of his velocity. Jump. Jump. Yeah. And he kind of did that middle relief role last year for LSU. Um, I think he's valuable in that role. So little Collins could Collins could close. Then I think um, we mentioned Cooper. And I think two more candidates are probably the freshman Aiden Moffitt. I have not seen yeah. him throw in a while, but I know he's got a mid to upper 90s fastball. He's from Mississippi. He was a big time recruit. So I'll be interested to see him pitch. And then I think the other one could be maybe a dark horse, maybe Garrett Edwards. That's somebody that's been in the program for, I think this is his third year. Yeah. Hasn't gotten a ton of innings. Gets a lot of stuff pre-conference, but when you go to conference, you don't see him a lot. I saw him throw the other day, and he was 94-95, which shocked me. But the other thing that shocked me was the effectiveness of his slider because it was hard. It was 90-91, and that blew me away. And he he carved for two or three innings when I saw him a couple of weeks ago. So – I think between Little, Collins, Moffitt, and Edwards, and then Cooper is kind of the wild card. I think it could be any one of those five guys, and it it may take a. I think it's going to take till conference to sort it out. I've I've thought the potential of Chase closing, uh, Chase Shores closing. You know, if they if Floyd takes over a weekend rotation, and obviously you know if if Hurd takes over a weekend rotation, and then maybe. 
Christian slides to that midweek starter type role. I, I've really, really liked the idea of Chase being the closer. And maybe a part of that is due to the fact that we had, you know, the awesome 2017 year of Zach Hess, him and him coming in as a freshman and just being completely dominant as yeah. a closer. Um, maybe that's part of the reason that I'm I'm kind of wishing that. Is that a stretch to think? <laughs> No, I don't think it's a, stre a stretch, but I think we all get um, blindsided by velocity, and I'm the same way, especially now when you see it on all the broadcasts and all the scoreboards That's true. You know, throughout the conference. But I think one thing people need to remember, um, all these high school kids were starters, you know, yeah. their whole careers. You know, you don't really yeah. have a bullpen, per se, in high school. So I think one of the things about closing is, one, do you have the mentality? I kind of compare it to a DB because you're going to get burnt. Can you line up and go again the next play? So you're going to give up a home run. You're going to give up a lead. You're going to come in with a man on second, and they're going to score the tying run. So can you bounce back mentally? But the other part of it is, can your arm bounce back? There's just so many things going into closing with, you know, which, which, how quickly do you get ready? You know, how do you bounce back if you get hot and then you don't pitch on Friday night? Are you able to get up and throw again Saturday? You know, if you're throwing 30 pitches in the bullpen and you don't throw Friday night, can you throw again Saturday 15, 20 pitches in the bullpen and then go out there and perform? You know, a lot of these kids, um, if they're starters, they may take a little while to get loose, so they may not like throwing from the stretch very much. So I think some of it is mentality and um, just preparedness for the role because I didn't get used to starting until I got into college, and then I loved it. I had the ability to throw back-to-back -back days, you know, wow. whether or not my stuff was as effective. But that's – that's a big thing, you know, and yeah. I just don't know if some of these freshmen are ready for that as of yet. So um, middle relief, since we kind of haven't really discussed that yet. Yeah. And I'll throw some names out mm -hmm. just, just out of curiosity because I feel like their names, I'm not hearing much, but I know they're on the team and I know they're around. <laughs> and yeah, right. uh, Blake Money, mm -hmm. Sammy Dutton. Uh, the freshman Griffin Herring, Will Helmers, like are are these going to be some of your guys that are are your middle relief? I, I mean, what what is what's your thinking on that? And of course, you said that Cooper is is very valuable out of the pen, and I got to agree with you. I, I would love to see uh, Cooper to be your first guy out of the pen because I, I think he would be your first guy. You got but, also got Coleman recovering as well. He should be back at some point this season, I think. Yeah, maybe so. Um, I think I think your the names you mentioned, Reagan are. The exact same names I would throw out there. I think sometimes, obviously, you know, the big thing with the bullpen is early on you're going to see how guys throw, right? Because throwing to another team obviously is very different than throwing to your own team. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think situation dictates a lot of who they may – whose number they choose to call, righty, lefty, point in the game. What do you need situationally? Do you need a ground ball, double play? Do you need a strikeout, et cetera? I think all those guys, I think money's going to be in the pen. I think Dutton <clears throat> could be a swing guy, maybe a midweek starter, but he's going to be primarily in the pen, I think. Helmer's pen. I mean, all those guys are going to be in the pen. It'll be interesting to see um, how they use Griffin Herring, and then you have the other freshman, DJ Primo, yeah. both lefties. But And I admitted this the other day on my pod, I forget about this guy all the time. Is it the Canadian? But, no, I think he's going to redshirt. Uh, Michael oh, Baldwin. really? <clears throat> yeah. I think – the Juco lefty, Nate Ackenhausen, he's almost yep. like – oh, I thought he was the Canadian. I thought he was no, the no, Canadian. No, no. He's so, Juco transfer. Okay, okay. I think he he could be a swing guy, but I see him taking some of the pressure off. If Raleigh Cooper does return to the pin, because he's left-handed as well, him helping Cooper carry that load 
Yeah. And he's another guy that's an easy middle relief guy. He's 90, 92, 93 with a good curveball. So he can go one or two times through the order if needed, depending on what the start, you know, if the starter gets kicked out early. Ackenhausen can stretch out the three innings. And I think he's going to be a big bonus um, in the pen, you know, and, and he may take some innings away from those other two freshman lefties. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds awesome. I, I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled about our staff this year. It feels like we have more depth yeah. and and more to work with. Whereas last year, you know, we had very limited starting and the, the loss of Javen Coleman, I think really hurt us too last year because it, it was like we had three guys coming out of the pen. Like we had, uh, uh, Cooper, and Reiselman and Gervais. And like, <laughs> yeah. I like that was it. So, I feel like that that was a huge struggle. So to have this depth this year, I, I mean, how crucial is that uh, in terms of a, a deep run? Yeah, I think I think to your point, I think this year is the complete opposite to where I think you have five or six guys that could start really when you look at yeah. you know Skeens, Cooper. Take the weekend three, right? Skeens, Cooper, Shores, and then you throw in the fact that Little can start, Hurd can start, Floyd can start, and Dutton Money have done it in the past. So there's a bunch of guys that can start. Now, whether or not everybody's a quality SEC arm, that's yet to be determined. So I think this year you have more starting power and more question marks in the bullpen. And I think that's easy for fans to see. Maybe the coaching staff thinks they got it figured out. So um, that's the biggest question mark for me is who's going to step up in the pen. I think the starting rotation, if you have enough arm talent, they're going to figure it out, right? They got enough guys. What I love about the pin this year is a lot of those guys are guys that have been in the past asked to go for extended out. Like Blake Money started yeah. last year. Helmers. Button started last year. Helmers started two years ago. Um, you know, when Javon is healthy, he was a yeah. guy that at the end of uh, 2021, he was, you know, potentially about to be a starter. Like – a lot of those middle relief guys that we have been talking about, those are guys. A Christian Little, you know, may be a middle relief guy. Right. Those are guys that they have extended. So, like, I think what's going to help LSU this year is, you know, you you may have guys that are that go out there and they, you know, when a when a starter has a bad game, they they go out there and they save you a bunch of arms for the next two days. Yeah. Um, because you have those guys that have extended in the past. So I really like that aspect of this pitching staff. You're exactly right. Yeah. I mean, just a ton of depth. And you think back to the end of last year, just like y'all said, you know, Razelman, Gervais, Cooper, Collins, Fontenot, Wittmeyer, all those guys, because the starters rarely made it, you know, towards the end of the year, I felt like they couldn't make it out the third or the fourth. Hilliard yeah. reached in sometimes. And then come regionals, you really saw it come back to bite LSU. Those guys were just – they were toast. You know, they had nothing yeah. left. And they just couldn't hold on to anything because they have been relied upon so much. So I think the depth in the pen is really good this year. And if you think about it, they have two guys that were supposed to contribute this year that are hurt, that are sitting out. Caleb Appleby was a JUCO guy. He, he got hurt, yeah. so he's out this year. And then probably the most highly touted – Freshman pitcher, even more so than Shores, I think, is Jaden mm-hmm. Newt. And he's yeah. out with an injury this year, too. So there's just, you know, Jay Johnson. And Gray with, Taylor. Yeah, you're right. And with the addition of Wes Johnson, they loaded up on arms. I mean, they, they got arms for days. Now it's just up for those guys. They just have to prove themselves now. Mm-hmm. And they just have to sort themselves out because there are going to be a lot of guys down there fighting for innings, you know. Yeah, it is. 
Now, could you imagine if all three of those guys were healthy? Like the, like the depth <laughs> is there now, and if you added those three more arms, like Newt, Appleby, and Taylor, those are really good stinking arms that are, you know, I, I mean, the depth is 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 undeniable this year. Um, one more thing about pitchers, and then I guess we need to discuss pitchers just a little bit. Um, <laughs> that's no problem. It, what, what Zeke will probably. Uh, my, my son will probably come make a random entrance here in a second, so don't worry about it. Uh, so schemes is the stuff the real deal? Like, like we're hearing like he's the best pitcher in the country. You know, like is Paul Skeens really what we've been hearing? Paul Skeens is. Yeah. So I apologize if there's a little background noise with my no dog. problem. I think we're good. <laughs> no now. problem. He's just excited. It's opening day. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, he's the real deal. Like, he's going to be 97 to 99, unless for some reason because it's cold. I don't, I don't see why that would affect him. He's thrown in cold all spring, really. Colorado, but, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be 97 to 99. Um, I think if it was a night game, I think he would hit 100. I mean, I legitimately wow. hit 100, yeah. And uh, he has a wipeout slider. He's got a good two seam. He drops it's like 94, 95, I believe. And then he's got a changeup. So um last Friday, I think struggle, maybe a strong choice of words. He he scuffled a little bit with his control last Friday when I throw, saw him throw it in the scrimmage. Yeah. He was just falling behind. Like he gave up an 0-2 hit to Napolt. He gave up a uh, 2-2 hit that drove in an RBI to Brady Neal, the freshman who had a really good at bat off of him. But the other thing to remember, I always temper that because this lineup, these guys have seen Paul Skeens since October. Yeah, so right. they know he's going to throw 97-99. They know what his breaking stuff looks like. So they know if it's 98 at their chest, they're going to lay off of it. Whereas yeah. Western Michigan, you know, those guys have barely been outside. So yeah. when they see that tonight, it's going to get on them in a hurry. So it's a step up in competition, though, with the SEC. And when you're asking him to be the Friday night guy, that's just something he's going to put on his shoulders. But – um I think he's the right guy to do it from a mentality standpoint. You know, a guy went to the Air Force Academy. So he's been through the rigors, I think, just from a personal standpoint. And his stuff's the real deal, though. So I'm excited for y'all to see him pitch and for all these fans because, I mean, he's massive. He's 6'8", 240. And when you see him out there and he's pumping that, you're like, this is fun. You know, it is, <laughs> it is, it is legitimately fun to watch him throw, you know, because yeah. his stuff is so dominant. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, pitchers have definitely – I mean – I don't think we any of us are overlooking the fact of how. Uh, well, there you go. There, there he is. I told y'all it was gonna happen. All right, go play, buddy. We're in the middle of the show. Okay, you can look at him. Just be quiet, and so we can so we can talk back and forth. Okay. No, I want to be in bed. No, no, you don't need to be in there. Get your card and go to your bedroom. Go ahead. All right. So. um we can't understate the importance of, of, of the the depth and the talent that we have this year. No, we can't right now, buddy. I need you to go to your room so we can finish the show. Take your cars and go. Take your cars and go. Go. He's hard-headed like me. No, man. It's, I mean, that's the point of live streams, right? Absolutely. <laughs> there, there's almost no way to avoid it. I knew it was going to happen eventually. Yeah. Um, because of what happened last year, uh, that's what I was trying to get to. We can't understate that because of what happened last year, and that makes me so much more excited because 
I feel like our offense, like our lineup can produce more than it, it did even last year. And now we have the depth and the talent at a, as you know, from a starting standpoint, uh, you know, we've got arms to uh, fill in the mid relief and somebody's going to end up uh, taking a closing spot or, or maybe one or two or three of them uh, will we'll kind of fill those roles. And so it's really exciting. I think this is why we're number one in every poll because right. you have more talent in the offensive lineup and now you have the arms to back it up. Um, so the catcher position, we, we this was supposed to be, you know, our, our predictions, obviously, with the game moving up and whatnot, it's it's come out a little earlier than expected, and that's fine, and it's Brady Neal. Um, you've been there. You've been seeing the catchers, um, you know, in ter- I mean, Brady Neal's getting a start. So in terms of defense and offense, like who is your overall, like, is someone going to take the spot and run with it? Or is this going to be situational where they use two guys like Neil and Malazzo interchangeably? I mean, what is that going to look like? I, th- I think they're going to use them interchangeably early on. I, it seems like Jay Johnson really likes left-handed, right-handed matchups. So Malazzo is a right-handed hitter. Neil's a left-handed hitter. In terms of defense, I mean, I think Malazzo has a stronger arm, and I think he's better defensively. Yeah. That's not to say that Neil is not <coughs> – good defensively or doesn't have a good arm. I think mm-hmm. Neil's an improvement from where they were last year defensively, you know, once Malazzo yeah. went down. Now, yeah. Hayden Travinsky's still there. I think he's going to – may catch a little bit, but probably DH more. Um, I think he brings kind of some intangibles from a leadership standpoint. He's been there a long time. And yeah. you can hear him really cheering guys on at scrimmage, and he's a pretty vocal guy. But the other two, I don't know how much time they're going to get behind the plate but they also brought in two other freshmen besides Brady Neal and Jared Jones, who's DHing today. Yeah. And then Ethan Fry, who's from Louisiana. Um, I think one of those guys eventually will move to first base to take over for Morgan. I don't know who that may be. Um, they both can swing it and they're huge. They're both six, four with a ton of power. So I don't know how they're going to shake out in terms of getting uh, innings behind it behind the dish this year, but I think it's going to be a Malazzo Neil battle. I think they're going to go alternate back and forth, depending on who's pitching for the other team. And then uh, I guess who takes the reins of the job? You know, I think, you know, what you're getting from Malazzo from a defensive perspective, just can he hit better than 200? You know, can he show, can he hit 250? And I think Neil, I mean, that he could legitimately hit 300 this year or close to it. And I would add in there, I don't know, four or five home runs. I don't know if he could hit double – not as a freshman, not double-digit home runs. He's a double-digit home run guy eventually, yeah. you know, from the left side of the plate. He just handles the bat so well. He has a really advanced approach. So, to your point, I just think it's going to flip-flop back and forth, yeah, until this thing shakes itself out. So, you, you mentioned this briefly uh, before the show when we were talking uh, before we got started. He's supposed to be a senior in high school. So, like, how impressive is that? Yeah. Very come to think that, you know, um, being I'm sure he was probably 17 when he got to campus. I don't know. But still, you know, the fact that he's supposed to be hitting off, you know, high school pitchers right now. And now he's facing, you know, one of his teammates with the potential number one overall draft pick and Dylan Cruz. You know, he's he's in the same locker room with him. And now he's catching Paul Skeens to open up the year. He's a top 10 major league baseball pick. And he's going to be handling 97, 98 when, you know, he should be worried about, a ton of things, probably proms on that list. All kinds of things, right? <laughs> yeah. 
and he's got it, you know, and, and next week he's going to fly out to Austin, you know, to start for the number one team in the country. So it's, uh, but I mean, obviously he has the mental aptitude to handle all this stuff or else he wouldn't be starting. You know, I think that's one of the things I missed and we were talking about it before, but that is one of the things I missed on my predictions. And I think one of the things that Jay Johnson gets right. And I know y'all cover all the sports and, with uh, like we talked about Harold Perkins as a freshman and just coming on that scene and, and doing what he did and, and neighbors yeah. and best two years ago. I think Jay Johnson takes the same approach. If you're good enough to play as a freshman, then that's why we got you here and then we're going to play you. And I, I think yeah. I missed that on some of my predictions. I just didn't think it would happen in this prominent of a role with Paxton Kling leading off as a freshman. Yeah. Year, you know? Well, I, I think, it, and this is no knock on pulmonary and his staff, but I, I think, some of that, you know, not putting them in the lineup, not thinking about them is maybe a little hangover from the previous staff because you just didn't really see that with the last staff. I, I, I think they typically went with a more experienced guy, uh, it, you know, with Paul and them. They would kind of nod Malazzo, I think, if it was still him <laughs> over Brady Neal. And yeah. I think it would be more consistent rather than interchangeable. So, that maybe some of that is what because I you know we didn't even consider uh, some of the guys in terms of like Chase Shores starting pitching, right. uh, so yeah something definitely we'll have to get used to with new staff and 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 whatnot. All right, Zach, those are our pitchers and our catchers uh, <laughs> uh, analysis so far. Um, I think we need to kind of shift here a little bit. Um, I wanted to talk about the the batting lineup before we got to our season predictions because it's out. Um, so what do we think about that? Uh, I guess we can start with Zach. What, what did you think about the lineup and, and it coming out today? So obviously yesterday, y- y'all know we were we, we all were three were texting yesterday a lot uh, once we kind of found the news. And hey, hey Zach, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Would hey, just do you two for a second. I need to go check on Zeke. I'm, I'm okay, all right, we're, good. we're good. Um, so for me, Demui, like I, yeah. I obviously there was some surprise with the pitching staff. Also, a little surprise with you know who we were beginning to hear was going to be the starting day lineup. Um, you know, hearing that Josh Pearson was not going to be in the lineup was honestly a big surprise because <laughs> if you go back and you listen to uh, us previewing the outfield, me and Reagan both locked in right. Pearson and Cruz yeah. uh, to be the day one starters um, and for sure opening day. Um, you know, Paxton Kling was definitely mixed in there as the guy that was going to take the third spot. Um, Joe Bear, obviously. But to see Joe Bear and left yeah. and and starting was, was honestly a surprise for me. Um, and I I think it has to do, honestly, just with how Jay wants to run this team. Um, he made it very well known last year with how he wanted to run the team, and that's offense, offense, offense. Um, and we know that Joe Bear has has hit the cover off the ball. Was yeah. he a little bit hit or miss last year? Yes, um, mm-hmm. but he's a guy that brings you a lot of pop. And, you know, from what we also have heard, Pearson has struggled a little bit here yeah. in the offseason. So, I, I definitely don't think that, you know, this is writing Pearson off by any means. I think that Pearson is going to see a lot of time. I, I would I would very much assume that we're going to see him this weekend as well. Um, you know, so I was I was 
I think that was the biggest surprise. I, I had predicted Napolt because um, I had been hearing a lot of things Napolt. And, I mean, Dumui, you kind of gave me some insight on that because when we were talking about second base the last time, I think, you know, I had mentioned I would, that I assumed probably Dugas would assume that role. Um, and then you were like, hey, don't sleep on Napolt. <laughs> and, um, you know, as I started to look into – uh, the roster a little bit more and and started to follow a little bit more closely as we got closer to time. You know, Napolt is somebody that just kept getting mentioned. Um, and you see the results of that today uh, with the star. So um, I, in, in our infield preview, I, I ultimately picked him to be the second base. So I was happy to see that. Um, what do you think overall, Demui, as in like one to nine, the actual order of those guys hitting do you like the, the the actual order of the that one through nine that they released today yeah um and i'm with you on the outfield spot and pearson i missed on that too now i did think paxton Kling would take over very soon i don't know if i saw it today but i knew that was going to happen soon maybe even as soon as next week i just thought today he may just let him take it all in once again my my misperception with regards to how valued some of these freshmen are. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And for Joe Bear, he has been working. Every time I've gone out there, Joe Bear is in left or right for either team. I've never I've never seen him on the bench in a strictly DH role, and that's been since the fall. And wow. I know last year in right field, he looked lost the one or two games he played out there. He has not looked yeah. like that this year. He's got a good arm, good. actually. And um, But in terms of the lineup, I think it's scary. The thing that surprised me is putting Joe Bear in the two hole. And like you said, he is. Yeah, that did surprise me. He hit like what, like 248 last year, but he had 18 bombs. Mm-hmm. And he was. It felt like he either hit a bomb or he struck out. So yeah. um in my predicted lineup, I had Joe Bear, I think, in that five hole, and I just pushed yeah. Cruz Cruz up to um I had Joe Bear in the five hole as well. Yeah. But I know Jay Jay likes to do the left, right, left, right, left, right thing. And it makes sense when you got clean Joe Bear, Cruz, White. That's the only two righties back-to-back. But I think it's got some depth with Jones and Neal, even though they're freshmen. One of the things that did worry me about the lineup is, <clears throat> you know, if you put Pearson in there and Joe Bear at DH and then M- Malazzo in there, I felt like the lineup got really thin at the end. Yeah. Thinking in my head, like when I wrote out lineups, potentially, to me, I was like, when you get past five, there's a lot of dudes that strike out. Now, Jabair can hit a bomb and Dugas can hit a bomb. But some of those guys are a lot of swing and miss or just not a, not a ton of consistent contact. But I think with this lineup, it really extends it. And like you said, Napolt, I predicted him to eventually take the reins. I think second base is going to be a bit of a revolving door early in the year. Like tomorrow, you'll probably see somebody else. And then, yeah, you know, Sunday, you may see, you know, you may see Dugas and Merrifield the next two days. But um, I just really like Napolt from the first time I saw him. You know, he just yeah. – he's a solid dude out there. You know, he's two or three-year starter at VCU, who's a borderline regional team every year. And I love him in the nine-hole. Love him in the nine-hole because – That's awesome. He's yeah. He, yeah, he's going to roll it over. Yeah, him in the nine-hole, we've talked about this, I think, twice now. <laughs> um, he had, like, twice as many walks as he did strikeouts at VCU. Yeah. And that's, like, unheard yeah. of. I, I mean, yeah. I, I've never seen that before. So, the yeah. ability to turn the lineup over is huge there. Yeah, y'all, y'all definitely beat me to that point because I, I I love him in the nine hole, you know, because of that fact. Like, 
I, and I love Thompson in the seven hole as well. Like Thompson is a guy that could hit five or, you know, or five or six or, you know, kind of mm-hmm. earlier in the, in the lineup. And he's down there at seven, um, yeah. which, which I love. Um, or he's down there at eight. I'm sorry. Um, so like, I, and I mentioned him as a potential nine hole hitter to roll over, but I think, you know, having Thompson at eight, having the pole at nine, who is just a get on base machine. Yeah. You know, I think that was massive for them to find somebody in the nine hole that even if they don't hit, because we know Napoleon, like he's not going to, you know, he's not going to hit probably. I mean, I, I can't, I, I'm assuming he's not going to hit double digit home runs no. this year, but you know, he's a guy that is going to get on base. And when you're able to flip over the lineup to the guys that can hit right. out the yard, you know, that that's going to be massive for LSU. Demuli, yeah. was it yeah. you who said this year? I, I don't, I can't remember who said this, but was it you who put out a prediction that Trey Morgan would hit double-digit home runs? Was that you? Yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, he hit five last year, which is crazy. But I saw it from the first time, and I saw him in the fall. And obviously, he's lost some weight and trimmed up some. Not to say that he was fat, but he was. To me, he looked not significantly, but he was noticeably bigger body wise in the fall yeah put on some weight in his legs his upper body was really big now he stand out and i think he looks really good i just think he's gonna hit double digit home runs this year i mean he had five or six last year i think i don't see a reason why he can't drive more balls out the ballpark there's a lot of protection around him you know he's always had the ability to go to all fields but uh yeah i put it out there i think i think he's gonna hit double digit home runs this year for sure I, I think that's going to be exciting. I'm I'm really excited for him because last year it felt like he was a bit limited because of his knee. Yeah, uh, right, I mean, right. In terms of, I mean, his, his freshman year, his speed was awesome on the bags, and he could beat out certain ground balls and whatnot. And last year, you know, you just didn't see that because yeah. of his his injury and maybe some plays at first base that which. He made plays at first base with the knee brace on that others couldn't make 100% <laughs> right. healthy. Right. But, I mean, his freshman year, you were seeing him make some plays that he wasn't making last year. So, to have him 100% again, fully healthy, boy, I, I'm Trey Morgan, I think, is going to have an All-American uh, type year. I, I mean, he's he's going to be amazing. And you brought up a good point. I forgot about it, too, until you just mentioned it. He can flat out run. Yeah. Like, he can get it. And – He's just as good defensively as he was last year, if not better. I mean, some of the plays, you know, you've seen him make in the scrimmages have been um, – I mean, it was funny to me where people talked about putting him in the outfield. And he can play the outfield, and I understand the versatility standpoint. Right. He's so good at first. He's an All-American first baseman. I would never take that dude off of first base ever. Yeah, we were seeing that. We were seeing that spread around Twitter because they were saying, well – you know, he's probably not going to play that at the next level. He's not going to yeah. play that at the next level. So they need to try him out in the outfield or something like that. And we were like, why? Like, you know, why would you do that when he's so good at first base? I mean, yeah, freakish athlete at, at first base. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I definitely think in pro ball, if they wanted him to play a corner outfield spot, I think he could pick that up no problem. Yeah. You know, he, I mean, he's, he, like you said, he's too good of an athlete not to run out there and catch fly balls. Exactly. A little bit, a little exactly. bit of training. But, um, yeah, I think he'll hit double digit home runs. And, and Zach, to your point about Napolt, if people are trying to get an idea, he's almost like you're, think about him as your prototypical, quote unquote, prototypical two hole hitter. Mm-hmm. Bump, move guys over, hit and run, get on base, yeah. foul a bunch of balls off. But now just put him in the nine hole. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's, that's, I think that's, that's a great place for him. Kind of like you said, Zach. So, yeah. All right, Zach. I think we need to get to some comments. We need to hit a quick break and then come back and, and do our season predictions and tools for success. Cause we're already yep. 46 minutes in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, let's take a quick break uh, and then we'll get back to comments. Sounds good. All right. Five star hero. Your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. All right, we're back. Uh, Reagan, <laughs> I'm going to have you answer this question. Uh, okay. Peyton asked us if Neil struggles defensively, not going to be a good look. And I don't think Jobert should be in the two hole. He hasn't swung it consistently enough. What is your. Uh, What's your reply to that comment? Uh, first, I mean, we haven't seen anything from Neil to say he does struggle defensively. Um, I haven't heard anything like that. It sounds like he's handled the pitchers quite well, uh, even when he was was receiving for um, skeins. It, it, um, he, he received well, and, and maybe Demui can add on to that. Um, but last year it felt like we did have a problem with – taking pitches in at times and maybe some miscommunication every now and then. Yeah. Um, and, and I think in terms of throwing like their arm, like throwing guys out, I think it's a step up from like Malazzo or Neil is a step up from what we had last year. And that's no knock on Tyler McManus, but McManus was just doing his job because Malazzo was out the whole year. Um, and I think he did a, a great job and was a, was a great uh, bat in the lineup. I mean, he could yeah. go yard at any moment. Um, so if he does start to struggle defensively, uh, I mean, obviously you have Malazzo and you can go there, but today I think we see him again because of what Demui has been stressing the left, right, left, right situation. Uh, he is a left-handed hitter and you're facing a right-handed pit, uh, uh, pitcher tomorrow. You're seeing a lefty. You're, you're yeah. probably gonna see Malazzo. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. I, I, you know, and, and I really haven't seen anything that says, he does struggle behind the plate. I, I haven't seen anything at all. Demui, I mean, what did you see from him in terms of receiving the the pitches and just defense anyways? Nothing that really stood out. I think on Friday I was trying to remember, and I looked back at my notes, I, I don't think he's caught skeins last Friday. And um, that may have been another reason why I kind of leaned Malazzo, just because Neil's a freshman. I'm sure he's caught skeins in bullpens and in game situations when I wasn't there. I mean, I can't imagine them putting out here – can't imagine this coaching staff putting him out there and him never caught false schemes. That would be hard right. for me to play. Yeah. But um, I do agree. I think it was Peyton, right? On the Joe Bear and the two hole, that's a weird combo. Yes. It's scary yes. if you're a pitcher to when you circle that guy on the scouting report and like your two hole had 18 home runs. That's scary <laughs> to, face, to face that guy to know that, you know, before you even get to cruise, you got a guy that could run one out the ballpark in a hurry. Um, yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if he changes his approach a little today. Or he just just sticks to what he's been doing. I, I yeah. did see something on Twitter yesterday where I think Jay wants him to have better at bats, right? Not so yeah, he did. Him and, yeah, between home runs. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see um, if that happens. 
long-term two-hole, I don't know about that. But, I mean, I think he's the perfect guy to, to slide into that five-six hole potentially, yeah. you know, yeah. down the road. But uh, today will be interesting, you know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Absolutely. Ryan says, hashtag tell me, TA. I love that Ryan uh, knows how, how to ask his questions. Anyway. Yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> Uh, do you trust this? Now, listen, guys, this is something that I've heard a lot on social media. So I'd be interested to hear what y'all think. I'll give my take right after and then let y'all go. Uh, he said, do you trust West to keep the pitching staff healthy considering his history with pitchers injuries? I, I don't think, I think there's a little bit of a stretch there with that narrative. Um, you know, there's a narrative going around that Wes, you know, runs his pitchers into the ground a little bit and there's some injuries that happen. I don't know necessarily how much I buy into that, whether I find it factual or not. Um, but I mean, but the question that I ask people is, do you trust Jay Johnson? And I trust Jay Johnson. And if he <laughs> believes that Wes Johnson is somebody that he can trust and rely on to run this pitching staff, then I'm going to go with it. Yeah, it's um, I, I'm I don't know his injury history in terms of um, I have no idea on his background. Yeah. You know, when he was at Arkansas and then and then the Twins, I I just don't know. I will say, it's it seems like everybody a couple of different things. You know, I I definitely don't think he's to blame for Grant Taylor's injury. You know, I saw somebody on Twitter saying that they should push the start of the season back, and that was one of the reasons for the injury. I don't know about that. I mean, look, there's a lot of things that could have led to that injury, right? I mean, last year he was 90-93, and now he's 96-97. A massive mm-hmm. jump up in his velocity for Grant Taylor. I saw him pitch before he got injured. I actually left the scrimmage right before he got injured, and he was throwing a 90-mile-per-hour cutter, which he didn't have last year, and absolutely wow. crushing dudes with it, like killing people with that 90-mile-per-hour cutter. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, I mean, <laughs> did the stress of a cutter, a new pitch on his elbow, did that take its toll? There's a lot of things. But I will say this with Wes Johnson – Two things have stood out for me. One, everybody has multiple pitches for a strike. I know probably like y'all, last year I would yell at the TV with your base and Razelman, like, throw something besides a fastball. Yep. <laughs> and, throw, and, throw, and throw something besides a fastball away. Can we please bust these guys in? Inside, and, yes. <clears throat> so that is the two things I have noticed from the stands. One, all of these guys, even guys that have been in the program for two, three years, they all have – new pitches for strikes and he calls them he doesn't just say oh cooper's got a change up but we'll never throw it no raleigh cooper's gonna throw a lot of change ups um ty floyd's got a change up for a strike you know um and the other thing too they throw all pitches to both sides of the plate that's awesome i said this on my pod the other day then i'll quit talking but this wouldn't have happened last year ty floyd was starting on sunday he went 2-0 to trey morgan change up for a strike change it for a strike 96 on the inside black see you later so last year like that doesn't happen one the change-ups for a strike don't happen and not back to back and then the 2-2 pitch on the inner black definitely doesn't happen that pitch is 96 away yeah you know so i think and hopefully it continues and i think people will be pleasantly surprised with how west johnson calls games and it seems like he really trusts these guys ability and gives them the tools to succeed I don't know if I have purple and gold glasses on, but that's just what I've noticed from the scrimmage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, we got about eight minutes till first pitch. <laughs> so we need to get our, our season predictions in here. 
and I guess we start with Demui. What what's your season predictions? And I, let's uh, I, just, I guess we can group them together here. And your tools yeah. for success for the season. Yeah, I put it out there. I got them going. Uh, now y'all don't have to do records. I just did it for the pod, though. I did. I got them going twenty-one and nine in the SEC. I got them winning the SEC West regional super. E- I have them getting to Omaha. Look, and as y'all know, once you get to Omaha, flip a coin, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You can go two and Q, or you can get on a run, or you can run to somebody that's that's playing great right now. So, mm-hmm. um, and keys to success, I would say, I'll give you, I'll give you two. They got to find a consistent second and third starter on the weekends. It can't yeah. just be schemes and then we're switching starters every weekend mm-hmm. to, to get where they want to get. And yeah. I think they have the arms to get there. It's just they got to find whoever that those people are because yeah. it would be nice not to have to juggle a third starter for once at LSU in the past couple of years. And then lastly, uh, the bullpen's got to clear itself up before conference play. I think to me those are, those are the keys because I think they're going to hit and they're going to do everything else. I could have said one other thing, but I'll, I'll let that go. But I see if y'all catch on to it. But uh, those are to me the keys to success, the top two in my head. Yeah. Zach, what's what's your prediction for the season? I'll go more on the hitting side since you know Demui did a great job of covering uh, the pitching side, which I I fully agree with everything he said. Um, I, I definitely, and we alluded it to to it earlier today. I definitely want to see seven, six through nine be a lot more effective this year in rolling over the lineup. Um, I want to see more consistent hitting instead of, you know, home or home run or bust. Um, that Those are definitely things I want to see. And this weekend specifically, I, I want to see them tinker with the lineup. Um, and I, I fully believe we're going to see that. Um, I, I, I would love to see, you know, Dugas, Merrifield at second base. Would love to see other guys in the outfield. Pearson um, would love to see – uh, obviously the different catchers. I, I definitely want to see a variety of different lineups um, to start games and to end games. I, I want to see – just get everybody out there. This is an opponent that you're going to overwhelm. Um, so I fully expect to see that, and, and that's what I, I want to see. As far as predictions, I, I mean, I, I fully believe that LSU is going to be in Omaha this year. I, I agree with Demui. It's a flip of the coin. Um, how much does that bullpen develop um, in order to us to make a deeper run into mm-hmm. Omaha? Yeah, I, I, in terms of uh, uh, prediction, I, I think LSU wins the West. I think Tennessee takes the East. Um, something y'all haven't, uh, y'all, in, in, which I didn't expect y'all to say it if you didn't want to, but I think LSU wins the SEC tournament too. Um, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that. I, I think we have the the starting ability to make a, a run in that in that tournament. Um, I do think we make it to Omaha, and I'll, I'll be the one to stick my neck out there. I think we win it all. Okay. Uh, oh, I think shoot. we win it all. I, like it. I, like uh, I know y'all didn't want to say that yet, but <laughs> I'll stick my neck out there and do it. Hey, Louis, two- is that what you were alluding to? No, I thought somebody was going to mention the defense. They want to see the defense. That's where I was going. Uh, That's what I was about to say. Uh, 2009, though, we started number one in the country, and we won it all. I think it happens again. Uh, I think Ryan just put in there 40-plus wins, question mark. I I do think we get to 40 wins. I do, do, uh, for sure. Um, I do think we win it all. Tools for success, which exactly where I was going. I want to see 
clean fielding, and I think we're going to get that from Napolt and from all things Jay Johnson. Jordan Thompson is primed for an elite year. We found out that um, we found out that that he had surgery before the season last year and played through it. And there's no question that had to play a role in it because, guys, his freshman year, he took over third base, then took over shortstop and played great. And he, I think he's going to do exceptionally well now that he's healthy. Really looking forward to seeing a bounce back season from him. So play solid defense. And I, I got to, I'll piggyback a little bit off of Demui. I want to see a set bullpen, uh, but by conference play. And I really want to see a, a good rotation of arms that are consistently coming in and getting, you know, two, three innings and, and really shutting the door on teams from whatever our starting pitcher has accomplished. Yeah. Real, real quick. I know y'all, I got to ask you all these. I'm no, gonna, you're good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Poll questions on Twitter. All right. I got to, I got to ask y'all this. I'll put my poll <laughs> questions out there. Do you think Skeens and or Shores hits a hundred this weekend? Yeah, I had both, none, or, or one of the two. I, I hate to be the negative one. I'm going to say none, I think, when when the weather heats up. Right. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. I, I told Zeke I'd let him come in and say go Tigers. You, go. Yeah, so, and stuff. You, go. you say go Tigers? Go Tigers. There you go. Well, there's you got to lean in a little bit to get your face in there. There you go. He's trying to get his face in. Uh, Paul Skeens or Chase Shores? Chase Shores. I'm going to go Chase Shores. Oh, I'm going to go Chase Shores. Okay. All right. Um, who, do think, who do y'all think hits the first home run this year? I had Cruz, Tanks, Jared Jones. Oh, or Jared Jones. Okay. Oh, I got Tanks. I got Tommy Tanks. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go Tommy Tanks, too. I was going to go Jared Jones, but I'll go Tommy Tanks. All right. And last Tommy one. Tanks. Over under on total home runs for the weekend. Over under nine We're and a half. Something else Ooh, nine. <laughs> nine and a half. Over We're under. Watching something else. I'm going over. Yeah, I'm watching over. something else. All right. Well, when you get off, take I'll, I'll take the over. <laughs> quit, quit, quit mumbling. It's you gonna be over? interesting. All right, guys. I appreciate the movie. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, man. It's been a great show. You always have great insight. Hey, Zeke, be quiet now. Be quiet now. Um, you always, you always are great. Have great insight to the pitching and and I mean the whole the whole thing. Hey, why are you just making? It's his time, baby. It's his time. It's his time. He's he just comes up. He makes just a random sound. I'm like, you're not even talking. You're just making noises. Uh, so. We appreciate your insight, Demu. We appreciate you joining in. Uh, go ahead and you know throw your plug out there. What's your podcast name? Yeah, so the podcast is Sixty Feet Six Inches LSU Pod, but I had to abbreviate it so it's Sixty uh, FT Six IN LSU Pod on Twitter, and they have a YouTube channel as well. So thank y'all for helping me promote it, and I have a blast every time I come on with y'all. Always that hour, I tell you what, that hour absolutely just flew by. It flew just by. goes so uh, fast. It's crazy, man. Y'all we gotta watch some baseball now. I know. Anytime, man. Um, and thank oh, y'all for everything once again, man. We're going to watch LSU. You're, you're, you're more than welcome, man. We we always enjoy you coming on. All right. Well, we better wrap it up because Zeke's, <laughs> Zeke's going to be restless. Zach, if you'll run one more quick break, I'll wrap it up right after that. All right. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show, and all things LSU sports.
If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right. Uh, I just corralled Zeke enough to, to wrap the show up. So, Zach, if you want to throw a few more comments up there, I know there's a bunch in there. I'll answer a few of them. And and uh, as I wrap it up here, it's been a great show. Demui's always awesome. Morgan, first home run. Wow, that's a hot take. I like it, Matthew. He's going to take the over on the home runs. What else we got? Under because of the wind. Okay, yeah, a little weather. Let's go, Tigers. Thanks, guys. Absolutely, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. You're always consistently on here. We appreciate your your support under the weather and our pitching. All right, guys. I think we, we've we seen everything and discussed everything we possibly can in this show. Super excited for the start of this season and this game. It's 3 o'clock, so they're about to start the pitch. Y'all flip on over to the game. Really looking forward to it. It's going to be a great season, and we'll be covering it all here at the Tigers Avenue. We'll see you next time. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace.